Our studies in Proverbs continue now in chapter 25, and we are in a section of Proverbs sometimes called the Hezekiah section. These passages are still attributed to Solomon. We are still looking at inspired material from God. But you will notice in chapter 25 in verse 1, mention of these men who were involved in copy work, the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah. In the last class, we studied the first part of this section, the topic of kings, their responsibility, their vulnerability, and the guarded response of their subjects in verses 2 through 7. In verses 8 through 10, not going into litigation quickly, lest your lack of case evidence ends in your disgrace and defeat. In verses 11 through 14, the wisdom of having a faithful messenger. We studied all of that and made applications for our good use today. So I'm ready to take us further into the Hezekiah section. This is chapter 25, verses 15 through 20. In this class, chapter 25 of Proverbs, verses 15 through 20. Verse 15, we will take up by itself and then cover verses 16 and on. Here's Proverbs 25 and verse 15. With patience, a ruler may be persuaded, and a soft tongue will break a bone. Well, we don't want to break bones literally, but this is common imagery having to do with making a point you believe needs to be made. If you rush into a ruler or a leader, push yourself in his face, make demands, issue threats, the only bones you break may be your own. Proverbs often gives us the better course, and the better way, the better course in this case is patience and a gentle tongue. Rage, threats, insults, no, patience and a gentle tongue. God's wisdom in Proverbs is always against the rush, the pushy, aggressive, immature, quick response. Even when you have a point, you have a case, the evidence is on your side, you can't slap sense into someone's head. Calm down, pause, count to ten or more, then use good words with good attitude to state your case. This is about the importance of patience and caution and good action and attitude in dealing with human authorities. In Kidner's classic commentary, he observes about a soft tongue. The point is that so unassuming a weapon may find surprising victories. We move on now, verses 16 through 27. Proverbs 25, 16 through 27. If you have found honey, eat only enough for you, lest you have your fill of it and vomit it. Let your foot be seldom in your neighbor's house, lest he have his fill of you and hate you. A man who bears false witness against his neighbor is like a war club or a sword 
or a sharp arrow. Trusting in a treacherous man in time of trouble is like a bad tooth or a foot that slips. Whoever sings songs to a heavy heart is like one who takes off a garment on a cold day and like vinegar on soda. If your enemy is hungry, give him bread to eat. And if he is thirsty, give him water to drink, for you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. The north wind brings forth rain and a backbiting tongue, angry looks. It is better to live in the corner of the housetop than in a house shared with a quarrelsome wife. Like cold water to a thirsty soul, so is good news from a far country. Like a muddied spring or a polluted fountain is a righteous man who gives way before the wicked. It is not good to eat much honey, nor is it glorious to seek one's own glory. We will add verse 28 in just a few minutes. When you look at this section from verse 16 through verse 27, you may notice something at the beginning and the end, the reference to honey. Those are the bookends. Now, whether or not that is significant is up to question and further study. Let's leave that for now. What's clear? What is clear is that repeated voice of wisdom calling out to the reader that self-control must be constant. Avoid excess. Too much honey and you vomit. Control your presence in your neighbor's house. Don't bear false witness against your neighbor. Jesus said, love your neighbor. All of this contains that essential element of character that we call self-control and that we are able to develop as we submit to God's word and follow Christ and restrain ourselves from anger and impulse. I want to speak to verse 19. Trusting a treacherous man in time of trouble is like a bad tooth or a foot that slips. Do you remember a couple of lessons ago we studied those passages about surrounding yourself with an abundance of counselors, and I cautioned us, it is critical who we choose as our counselors. Now here is a specific caution. A treacherous man cannot help us at any time, but especially in time of trouble, depending on such a person is pictured as a toothache or a fall. Verse 20 is interesting. Whoever sings songs to a heavy heart is like one who takes off a garment on a cold day and like vinegar on soda. How interesting. We all know about kids in school, in science class, science projects, making volcanoes with vinegar and baking soda. When mixed in a small container, you get quite an eruption, something sudden that may have some shock effect. And then another picture combined with that here in this verse is taking your coat off on a cold day. 
So you have two word pictures that are combined and they contain the idea of something abrupt or shocking. Now, listen to this verse as written in the New Living Translation. Singing cheerful songs to a person with a heavy heart is like taking someone's coat in cold weather or pouring vinegar in a wound. I'm going to take a run at this. This is about an inappropriate response to sorrow. An inappropriate response to sorrow. The heavy heart is a heart of sorrow. Now, what kind of music is appropriate? Not cheerful music. So this is just an observation about what is wise, what is appropriate, expedient, or fitting. At a funeral, we hear the music of mourning and grief, not upbeat, frivolous, or rousing songs of joy. Example, at a military funeral, you will hear taps, not happy birthday. Wise people understand what is appropriate, what is fitting. Albert Barnes, in his commentary, comments, The effervescence caused by the mixture is perhaps taken as a type of the irritation produced by the songs sung out of season to a heavy heart. All right, the next part, Proverbs 25, 21, and 22. More about care and wisdom in human relationships. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. I heard about a preacher once who was really mad at someone, and his wife was trying to calm him, and she asked him to read Proverbs 25, 21, and 22, this passage we've just read. The angry preacher said, I don't have my Bible handy right now. And she said, my dear, you know the passage by heart, quote it. And he sneered and he quickly spoke. If your enemy is hungry, give him your wife's worst casserole. If he is thirsty, give him the pharmacist's worst cough syrup. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. Well, once he got that and that paraphrase out, he calmed down and he allowed his wife's admonition. Sometimes what the Bible tells us to do is just the opposite of what our impulse is. May I say that again? Sometimes what the Bible tells us to do is just the opposite of what our impulse is. If someone has become your enemy by their mistreatment of you, the first response or impulse might be to mistreat them, to respond in kind. But we know from clear New Testament teachings that revenge is forbidden. And we know that Jesus said, love your enemies and pray for them. This is sometimes called paradoxical truth. And the point is to say to us, not only should you avoid 
responding in kind. You should continue to love that person even with the activity that love requires. I don't think this requires inviting your enemies to your house for a meal. Your safety and the safety of your family is a responsibility not to be neglected. The teaching is intended to take us away from revenge. And there is another part of this. By taking the right course, your enemy may be one, may be so humiliated by your absence of hatred, the burning coals convert your enemy, and this may foresee a possible reconciliation. As I mentioned, Jesus spoke to this in Matthew 5, 43-47, and the Apostle Paul also in Romans. Now, I want to put a pause here. You can stop the video for discussion or thought or stop the recording for a moment. When you resume, I'll speak to the common theme in this section, and then I'll give my final application points. All right. Listen to Proverbs 25, 15 through 22 from the New International Version this time. Through patience, a ruler can be persuaded, and a gentle tongue can break a bone. If you find honey, eat just enough, too much of it, and you will vomit. Seldom set foot in your neighbor's house. Too much of you, and they will hate you. Like a club or a sword or a sharp arrow is one who gives false testimony against a neighbor. Like a broken tooth or a lame foot is reliance on the unfaithful in time of trouble. Like one who takes away a garment on a cold day or like vinegar poured on a wound is one who sings songs to a heavy heart. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. In doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. Now, what is the common theme? Of course, there's not always a common theme in some sections of Proverbs. There's just one saying right after another. But when I look at this section, I believe there is a common theme, and it is care in personal relationships. Care in personal relationships. How we treat people, respond to people, caution that we apply in human relationships, being concerned about what is appropriate and what isn't, guarding your thoughts and actions by the discipline of God's Word in your heart and life applied daily. I'm thinking that is the common theme here, care in personal relationships. See if this sounds correct to you. Patience and care in what we say about and to leaders. Self-control in consumption of what is offered to us. Care in what we say to and about our neighbors. Being careful when expressing ourselves to grieving people. Taps, not happy birthday. Then, not only refusing to punish our enemies, but attempting to act in good ways toward them, hoping 
for reconciliation, care in personal relationships. In some research I did about this passage, verse 20 specifically, I found this written by a gospel preacher, Harold Comer. This was in Christianity Magazine back in 1984. I'm quoting the section that he wrote about this. He said, We need to find the right words with empathy. Too often, well-meaning spiritual people bull into another's life. They tell them exactly what they should do without any awareness of the other's emotional condition or mood. They not only fail in their effort to help, they come through as insensitive, pushy bores, and they close doors for later help. God commanded a spirit of empathy in Romans 12.15 and in 1 Corinthians 12.26. Wise men don't sing songs to the heavy-hearted. Proverbs 25.20. Identify their mood, be sympathetic, then speak gentle words to help find receptive ears. Very good quote from Harold Comer. And to that, I'll add what Matthew Henry said about verse 20. We take a wrong course if we think we can relieve those in sorrow by endeavoring to make them merry. This is all about care in personal relationships. More from the Hezekiah section next time. Thank you for listening.